Am I doing this math correctly? 400, if you have 400 customers paying on average 250 bucks a month, you went from zero to hundred grand a month in revenue in four weeks. Yeah. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to getlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to getlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at getlatka.com. Hey folks, my guest today is John Darbyshire. In 2021, his team launched SmartSuite, the work management platform that manages any process from any industry on one platform. In 2000, he founded Archer Technologies, an enterprise governance, risk, and compliance software, giving business users the ability to adapt software to their unique business requirements. Again, SmartSuite today is the work management platform. John, you ready to take us to the top? I am. Let's do it. Okay. I have to ask, what on earth prompts you to jump into this space? You've got Monday that's now public, trading at a ridiculous ratio, throwing gobs of money at PPC. You've got Zeb Evans at ClickUp raising gobs of money, throwing money at the space. What's your niche? How do you win here? Yeah, we're we're one level above those organizations. Our goal is to help organizations manage any process or project inside of a single platform, but it has a more enterprise features than you'll find from a Monday a ClickUp and Airtable type. So if you if you have workflows and you want to manage your business in a single platform, we provide those capabilities that allow you to keep keep everything in a single platform. When you say a, a process or a workflow, I mean, is this effectively like if you take MuleSoft, you know, the enterprise version of Zapier, plus uh-huh. like you, the enterprise version of ClickUp, and, and you put those two things together, that's sort of where you're playing? Yeah, I, I had a good analogy this week from a reporter that talked to me that said, if you took... Uh, Airtable, Notion, and ClickUp and put them in a blender, out came SmartSuite. So we're taking the capabilities of those three different segments of products, putting them together into a single platform. I see. Okay. So so those fo- on those platforms, you're talking ARPU's 20, 30, 40 bucks a seat. I imagine you're more expensive and more in the enterprise. What's the average company pay you per month to use the technology? Yep. No, our pricing model starts at $10 per user per month. Uh, for our team edition, moves to 25 for our professional and our enterprise is 35. And the, the, the really the vision of SmartSuite is to bring enterprise level features for work management to the masses at a price point that's not uh, been seen before. So we're really passionate about providing SMBs with enterprise level features at a price point they can afford to be able to help grow their business. So what I don't know how many seats the average customer has. What does the average customer pay you per month? Yeah, average, average seats are 10 to 12 uh, right now. And it, we're okay. about 50-50 between um, our team and our uh, professional edition. Okay, got it. So 10 to 12 seats at 10 to 50 bucks a month. You have average customers are paying like 200, 300 bucks a month on average. Exactly. Something like that for 10 seats. C- correct. But we go wow. all the way up for our enterprise accounts. We support all the way up to 5,000 seats uh, per account. Do you have someone paying for 5,000 seats already? We're in discussions, but we don't have a have someone paying currently. Well, hey, congrats. That's extremely exciting. Nice work there. What What's the largest number of seats on the platform right now in one company? Yeah, about 150. Okay. That, I mean, that's that's getting yeah. up there. That's great. Yeah. Okay, great. Launched, no, we've only launched for four weeks. <laughs> so we've got a lot of stuff in the hopper. We've oh, had you, about- You've only been selling for four weeks? Correct. Yeah. We have about 400 accounts that are on the platform in the last four weeks. 400 paying? Yeah, exactly. Wow. Okay. I mean, how did you go from zero to 400 paying customers in four weeks? You must have built a big wait list or something. 
No, we, uh, well, we, we had a small wait list, but we, uh, in the second week, we just kind of started seeing quite, lots of volumes of customers coming to the website. We have a free trial and then they can convert directly from the trial. Wait, but I mean, how do they find you, John? This is incredible. Four weeks. I mean, am I doing this math correctly? 400, if, if you have 400 customers paying on average 250 bucks a month, you went from zero to hundred grand a month in revenue in four weeks. Yeah. So we're, um, we did a big push on LinkedIn. Uh, which we had a pretty big network of folks that were there. We were up on product hunt and then we started going to the comparison site. So uh, the majority of that is organic traffic that's coming back to us. Uh, we just started our first paid search campaign for like 10 grand last month. So everything's been primarily organic up until this point. John, this isn't, if I'm understanding you correctly, you do understand this is incredible what you've done. Um, I, I think we're looking for bigger numbers, but, but yeah, I think we're, we're, we're I mean, going you, after you a lot are, of my numbers are right, right? You're doing about a hundred thousand bucks a month today in revenue and five weeks. So you were doing nothing. Correct. Yes. I mean, this is great. Okay. I want to dive into this, right? So product hunt launch, you have 251 upvotes about how many signups did you get from there? Uh, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but it, it's pretty small. Probably 2025 probably came okay. from product hunt with the, um, the discount code that we provided. Oh, th those are actual paid signups came from product hunt. Uh, correct. Okay. How, do you know how many, do you have a free option? How many freezers came from product hunt? Do you know? No, we do, we do not have a free option currently. It's something that we're considering though. Interesting. For someone else looking to launch on Product Hunt today, what should they give in terms of discount code? So you charge 20 bucks a seat usually. What discount you give Product Hunt users? Yeah, we give them a 25% discount for the first three months. And that worked. It sounds like fairly, fairly nice. Let's go to the, the next tactic you just mentioned, LinkedIn. When you uh -huh. say you pushed it on LinkedIn, what does it actually mean? Yeah, so we, we set up a company profile on LinkedIn and then we used our personal accounts uh, I think between me and the co-founders, we probably have about 8,000 uh, connections that were there. So we pushed back out into that community and then it's just been word of mouth. Interesting. But what did you post on your personal profile? Hey, like, hey, we're launching or what was the strategy yeah. there? We do two or three posts per week uh, that's been coming in. So we first did the announcement that we're launching and then we started focusing on the types of things and ways we could help customers, um, kind of starting with project management and then showing the different categories of solutions that we can help people with. Yep. Yep. Okay. And I see nine employees on the LinkedIn profile, 213 followers. Is that right? Nine, nine folks full time. Um, it, no, it's a little deceiving. So we have a little unique company here in that uh, we're in nine different countries around the world. We have about 110 people that are part of the company. Um, <clears throat> we have a lot of uh, contractor and contractor firms that we've hired for specialty areas, feeling that we do not need direct employees to, to start a, a traditional company. So obviously we've had about 90 developers working for almost three years to build the core platform that was released last month. So the core of the company is on the development side. And then we're just beginning to, uh, you know, bring in sales, marketing, PR, uh, product support, those types of folks. I love the idea of keeping fixed expenses really low in the early years as you're building. You sound like you've done that to a T. It's part of your blood. Tell me, tell me, I mean, when soon you say 90 developers, are you using firms like Coditas or uh, Simform or what kind of outsourced dev shops are you using? Yeah, so you know when we when we started SmartSuite, we wanted to kind of find that development community that really understood what we were trying to accomplish and had some experience in that area. Of all places, we found a great firm in Kiev, Ukraine. Uh, went over and visited with them, never expecting to be outside of the U.S. To be honest, um, met them and just walked away, just blown away with the capabilities of the organization. Um, so they were kind of our core team that we brought on. We probably have thirty-five people with that organization. Uh, we did the same thing uh, on the mobile. Can I ask what that organization is? Do they have a website? Yeah, their name is Gearheart. It's Gearheart.io. Huh. Wow. And and 
how did you know? I mean, it's, you know, picking up from beautiful California and going over to Kiev to do diligence on this firm is a lot of your time and energy. How did you know it was going to be worth your time or energy? Like, how did you find these guys? Of all places, I found them on the internet, just searching for uh, development shops. I probably looked at 50 or 60, um, kind of, and I started in the US. I just couldn't find what I needed uh, or people were too busy to, to bring on a project like this. So I, I mm-hmm. turned it more international. I looked on, posted some stuff on Upwork to try to get sources coming in. So I probably narrowed it down to five folks. And um, I just kept coming back to this one gentleman um, in Kiev. And I finally decided I just need to go spend two or three days with them, get to know them, get to know the people, see if we had a connection. And the connection was immediate. Like I I just enjoyed them as people. And then technically they were as good or better than anyone I've worked with before. This is amazing. Okay. You mentioned you have a, over a hundred firms you've sort of contracted with. I imagine Gearheart in terms of money spent is probably up there at the top, right? Your dev shop. It is. So we have two other firms just like Gearheart. So we have a mobile firm um, that <laughs> of all places was in uh, the Ukraine as well. I met them in the US, had no idea that they were based in the Ukraine. Uh, they came highly recommended from a, a, a friend of mine. Um, and then we have a third organization. Who were they? Do they have a website, the second one? Yeah. Yeah. It's ecreative.com and it's K with creative. Huh. Okay. And who's the third? The, the, the third is um, Agency Enterprise in Venice, California. They um, they do really high-end development work. If they, I'm not sure if I can say all the names that they work with, but they work with Elon <laughs> Musk at SpaceX and do some work there. And that's how I kind of made the connection to them. Uh, they're just... Um, just an amazing group of very talented people. So how do these all work together? So, so I mean, is Gearheart everything that's desktop, eCreative is everything mobile, and Agency Enterprise looks over everything, or how do they function? Yep, so um, the mobile part is just eCreative. We also have a team at eCreative that does web along with the Agency Enterprise team. So we have three different development shops, plus one of my co-founders is a CTO. Uh, the benefit that that gives us is we have CTOs at each of those organizations and internally. So the level of expertise that we kind of bring to the project is a lot, a lot more enhanced than you would typically find in a startup environment. Um, and we do daily standups with those for about an hour and a half each morning. We go across each team individually, and then twice a week we have all the teams together, wow. uh, myself and the CTO. So a lot of coordination, but um, it works well for us, especially for the international folks. We have meetings with them in the morning, our time, which is at night, their time. We wake up in the morning. They've implemented all the stuff we talked about the day before, or they had questions about, and we move on to the next topic. So it it allows our development to be very efficient. It's incredible. That's very incredible. Uh, but just to be clear, there are only nine full-time people that manage all this coordination across all these contractors. Yes, currently, wow. but we've, we've got, and we're growing really fast. We've got lots of opportunities for new folks to join. Uh, I want to go to the comparison site strategy here in a second. We talked about LinkedIn. We talked about product time. We're going to save comparison sites here for a second. You mentioned you've been building this for three years. When did you guys write the first line of code for this? Uh, It was three years ago uh, in January. Yeah. The 20, what, 2019 or 18? 19. 2019. Okay. And you were basically a no revenue for three years. Dev shops and 100 contracting rooms is not cheap. How did you fund the business? Yep. I funded it myself. Uh, We put in about 12 and a half million to date to kind of get to where we're at. The, the thought process was we didn't want to be another startup company that that launched and said, we have all these features that are coming and kind of bring on a typical MVP. We felt like to compete in the space, we needed to have a fully functional you know, platform that had feature sets that our competitors didn't have. 
So that's why we waited so long. We're also very quiet. We didn't update our LinkedIn profiles until last month. We didn't tell anybody what we were doing until the announcement actually happened. That's amazing. Okay. Now, when you say you guys put in 12.5, is that you, your personal money or all the co-founders together? No, that's that's my personal money. Okay. okay I mean, John, everyone's going to be wondering, is this guy, how do you get so freaking rich, right? Did you sell a company before this or what? Yeah, I founded a company in the tech space called Archer Technologies. We sold that to EMC and then it got packaged up and sold to uh, to Dell. Um, it's a company that's just killing it. They're going to go public this year. I, I don't know their exact numbers, but I would imagine they're in the 600, 650 million uh, recurring revenue range per year right now. Where were they when you sold them to EMC? Uh, Revenue-wise, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, we were at 40 million at that time. And what year was that? It was in 2010. 2010. Okay. Well, okay. Not, not that long ago. Okay. And I mean, can I ask you, did the EMC put out, what was the, which was the purchase price? Yeah, it was 200. 200 million. Okay. So interesting. And was that a soft, that's pure software? Yeah. SaaS based software. Okay. And you own the majority of that business more than 50%. Yeah. Do you guys care about valuation right now, specifically your valuation? Do you think you might raise soon or sell a portion of the company? There is no other tool on the internet that you can use to get a better and higher valuation than FounderPath's new valuation tool. We have over 253 deals that went down over the past 30 days, all the revenue numbers, all the valuations, and the multiplier. That way you can go filter the data, find companies that are your same size, what they sold or raised for or at, and then use those as comparables in your decks to argue and debate and get a higher valuation and less dilution, which is the name of the game, less dilution. Check it out today at founderpath.com forward slash products. That's plural forward slash valuations. Again, both plural founderpath.com forward slash products forward slash valuations. So, so this is your second. And, and by the way, I always like Founders, you know, you take one dip, you take a second dip, you take a third dip. Did you hold on to some equity? So when the Dell sale happened, you got another bite at the Apple and we get another bite when they go public? I, I didn't. In that particular instance, it was an all cash purchase price, no stock, okay. involved, which was great for us. Uh, that allowed myself, my wife and my mom, which was the founder of that company, to then start what we call the Archer Foundation, which is a family foundation. And we focused on entrepreneurial programs, women's initiatives and youth programs. Wow. And, uh, and through that and our own personal investing, we invested in about 400 companies over the last 10 years, startups wow. either through venture firms or direct. Um, and really the genesis of SmartSuite was that when we would work with these companies, one of the first questions that was asked is, how do we manage all the processes internally to build the business that we need to build? And we were always trying to cobble together all these different systems. It typically was four to five different things they needed to do. And, and I got frustrated with that and finally just said, we're just going to build what those organizations need to manage work in a single place. And that's what kind of started this journey. That's amazing. Okay. So do you own hundred percent of the business today? I do. Yes. That, that's amazing. Okay. So what, I mean, the question's still here. I'm trying to think if I was in your shoes and I sold something for 200 million bucks, all cash, and I had a hundred million to play around with spending 10% of that or for three years, I'd have to have a lot of conviction about that thing. I'm spending 12.5 million bucks on what gave you this conviction. Was it just your own use case? You needed this thing. Yeah, I think it was my own use case, but it was also, um, you know, I built one of the first no-code platforms back in 2000, which was Archer Technologies. The other big player in the space that started at the same time was Salesforce.com with Benioff. So I have experience in that space. And what's changed over the years is the technology platforms now allow us to build the features that we really want to offer in a platform like this. You can bring together, you know, the, the communication, the collaboration, the file management, 
you know, the spreadsheets, the doc capabilities all into one place with a really rich UI so that people really don't have to, to jump between tabs and go to other products to get stuff done. They can really do the work in a single platform. Mm-hmm. And that's where the conviction came from was how do we pull all of those elements together into a single platform? But then it was also based on the UI in that the UI that we built is, is built for people ages 23 to 38 who are who we feel actually does the work in an organization. And obviously reports and dashboards and other things happen for people older than that. But we spend a lot of time understanding that particular genre, you know, millennials and Gen Zers, how they like to work, how they like to be social at work, how they like Facebook type components and sharing and collaboration built in. So that's the audience specifically that we're, we're going after. Yeah. Well, you look like just before the interview, my research team, when you view the website, you look like a tool that could be doing 50, 60, 100 million bucks a year in revenue. So when the three years of investment to me, it makes sense. The story makes complete sense here. Now, have you spent that full 12.5 million already over the past three years, or if there's still some in the bank? No, that, that's the, I just fund it each month as we need to fund it. It's so, invested. Yeah. So all that's, it's currently invested. We'll yeah. be looking at a series A um, here in the next month or two, um, mm-hmm. but the, the intent was to put all the capital in to get us to the point where we needed so we could be very quiet about what yeah. we were doing. Well, again, this now why you went from zero to 1.2 million run rate in four weeks makes a lot of sense here. So when you say you want to go out and look at a series A, about how much do you want to try and raise and at what valuation? You don't need to sell equity. You're, you're personally wealthy, right? So why do it? No, I think that the connections that would come through the venture community and the value add that they bring in certain areas is what we're looking for. It's not just the cash, it's the relationship that's there. Most likely to be a series of two to three venture firms that would be involved, not just a single firm uh, that was there. On the raise side, um, we're all over this, the place right now on how much we need to raise uh, over the next uh, you know, 12 months to really get to an interesting uh, series B. And in some cases, people are pitching us on just adding on to the series A, or I mean, excuse me, to the seed round that we've already done and positioning the series A. You know, When was the out. seed? Well, the, the seed, I consider the money that I you, put in. Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> now, did you loan the business the 12.5 or is that an equity investment? No, that's equity investment. Okay, interesting. Got it. Uh, interesting. So, so do you don't have really a target? Do you have a valuation target? Do you think you can get a 50, 60, 100 million valuation? We're in that hundred range is what we're, yeah. we're talking about right now. Yeah. It's hard because I mean, you, there's a bunch of things you have that no one else has one, a successful exit, right? So you can argue you're sort of a proven commodity. The second is, you know, your money's where your mouth is at. You put up, you know, a lot of your net worth into this thing and you went from zero to hundred grand very quickly. So the question is how much growth can you keep driving over the next 12 months? <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. Well, it'll be interesting to watch what happens. Talk to me about how you've done sales all no touch to date or, or have, do you have a sales team? Uh, we have just a small sales team. So uh, my wife, Tara, who helped me fund the, our last company or found our last company, Archer Technologies, she jumped in about four weeks ago to kind of get the sales kicked off for us. Uh, I don't know that she's here for the long term, but she's kind of getting things going right now. And what we found to date is that a, a lot of our customers just want somebody to contact them, have a quick conversation, do a quick demo. And she helps coordinate all that activity between me and the three there's three founders, myself and two co-founders. Um, but you so, just pay them a lot, right? They don't own any equity. They uh, each own, yeah. They each have a small piece. Uh, oh, okay. Like under five, under five percent. Correct. Yeah. Okay, got it. So you own like ninety percent. Two co-founders own maybe another ten percent. You didn't cut your wife Terry in at all. <laughs> well, she's in the ninety she's, already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she gets forty-five percent of ninety. Right, that's how that works. Yeah, she, she gets. <laughs> of that 90, I think. That's amazing. Talk to me real quick. You mentioned comparison sites. How are they working for you? Which one's the most, uh, giving you the most leads per month? 
uh, you know, Capterra is, is probably, you know, Product Hunt did a pretty good job. We, we just get a lot of bandwidth from them. And I kind of consider them to be a comparison site um, because people come in to just find out about new software and then look, you know, against the current players. But, you know, the Capterras of the world are, are uh, where the real comparisons happen. And we've really just kind of dived into that in the last couple of weeks. Um, but it allows us to, to show potential customers that are coming in the comparisons of how we compare against competitors. Even if the site's not sending us leads, we can send our clients there to kind of understand. Are that. you paying for premium placement on Capterra yet or no? We are not. We're, we're using it. a free version on all those. So we're on about nine sites today. I think there's 30 that are on our list that we're trying to can get you name John, can you name a couple of those? Smart uh, Capterra, which other ones? It, it's I'm drawing a blank. It's the Gartner based sites. There's I think, yeah. three of them that fall under Gartner. Get app. Yeah. 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 Which other ones though? Just the Gartner ones? No, I, I just don't have that list in front of me and I'm I'm drawing a can blank. Can I follow up with you? Can I follow up with you afterwards? Yeah, I, can, you? I can shoot that to you as soon as we get done. Okay. I'd love to see that. Yeah. Because th these are great sites for leads and traffic. If you can sort of play the game the right way, the first step is driving a bunch of reviews. You already have 23 on Capterra. So if you want to move to paid on Capterra, eventually you'll be in a nice position to do that. Exactly. Fascinating. Okay. Um, gosh, you know, you're the closest interview I've come. I've done almost 3,200 of these where I'm, I'm looking for a founder that's going to take a company public with only one full-time employee because they use contractors. You're, you're like the closest version to that that I've found so far. <laughs> Yeah, I think, you know, we were going down that model before COVID hit, right? We wanted to have more of an international company. We didn't want the employees in one location. I'm the only person other than my wife that's based in Newport Beach, California. We're all remote. And now that's not such a big deal. But that was kind of the genesis of the company was let's find the best people wherever they're at worldwide. And let's build the company around that as opposed to a geographic location and 30 miles around that location for people to come to work each day. So yeah. we expect to continue to grow our company kind of in this di distributed model. Very cool. John, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book. Oh, um, I don't know if it's a business book, but you know, the, the Bush family dynasty is just a great book that kind of teaches you about, you know, how that how that family was put together and it was planned what happened and it was planned that the you know that the a president or two presidents would come out of that journey but it talks about their financial background so I, I enjoyed that quite a bit number two is there a ceo you're following or studying you know steve jobs was was someone that i followed quite often and just the approach that he took to building apple which was different and i i think about that quite often that he went against the grain of what was happening and built the company the way he thought it should be built to reach the customers that he wanted to reach. And we're trying to take the same, a very similar tack with SmartSuite. Number three, what's your favorite online tool besides your own for building SmartSuite? Online tool. Um, you know, we use Intercom. I don't know if you're familiar with Intercom that much. Yeah. We, we use the heck out of that product. It's an amazing product. Number four, John, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? <laughs> um, I, I would say maybe seven. Okay. And you're married to Terry. You guys have any kids? We do. We have uh, two children's. Two kids. Okay. And how old are you, John? Uh, 57. Last question. Something you wish you knew when you were 20. So I knew it was 20. You know what? Don't, don't rush success. You know, I, I think you just chugging along and it's going to happen, but don't worry about it when you're that young.
Guys, there you have it. SmartSuite.com taking, you know, Notion plus Airtable plus ClickUp, putting it in a blender. And that's what you get. They've gone from nothing to hundred thousand bucks a month in revenue in four weeks. The question is, how did they do that? You're going to learn that in the interview. They got going about three years ago. John had a successful exit, used that cash, put in 12.5 million bucks of his own money into this new platform with a lot of contractors, very, very small fixed expenses in terms of full-time employees. It's the model of the future. I think watch out for these guys growing quickly, potential series A coming up later this year. We will see what happens again, 250 or sorry, 400 customers paying about 250 bucks a month right now on average as they get going. John, thanks for taking us to the top. All right. Thank you.